Hey, nice to see you again. Um, <clears throat> hi. Uh, while we are talking about the temperature, amateurs, 36 today. Over here in Poland, in the western north part of the Poland, 36 bloody degrees, a nightmare. Wait, I forgot to turn on one of the lights. Okay, and now it's much better. It's so bloody hot that I really even had no intention to go out and fly today and probably I will even skip tomorrow because the weather is just unbearable. It's hot inside, it hots, it's hot outside and maybe even it's hotter inside sometimes than the outside. Like for example, this uh, the space place you see behind me, this is on the attic with the broken insulation of the of the roof and as the result as right now in this very moment over here when i see it it's that much it's 30.9 degrees celsius it's a real sauna i have a fan over there that is uh, trying to push some air directly on my on my body to cool me all slightly I have a drink, but probably that was just a mistake and I will switch the water very, very, very soon. And besides that, oh, bloody hell, this year really sucks. In terms of the weather, because first it was cold all the, all the time, then it was raining. And now, like without this pace, when it's like plus 20 and you can have nice time outside, Spending all day flying your airplanes and drones, you just damn Sahara all the way. So, nevertheless, uh, we are here and it's time for the next, how it's called, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I should skip the, uh, the night uh, part live stream with me, Pavel Spechalski, answering your question and trying to entertain you for the next two hours because we have this time scheduled until the uh, 7 p.m. Central European time. Uh, we can talk about... I don't really know. Whatever you like to. Probably we're gonna talk about INAV, probably we're gonna talk about the Flight 1 Falco X and the thing that uh, happened to them and uh, how there is incredible amount of hatred between the flight controller projects i have my theories why this is happening but nevertheless this is this is true and uh, 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 why can't we just have some fun and fly without uh, worrying too much about crap uh, airplanes electronics uh, very popular topic is usually me ranting about the free sky Although I'm not sure if this really makes sense and really, 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 really everything that you decide is worth because this next two hours are kind of driven by, by you and by the topics that you start talking about in the, in the chat itself. If there will be not Enough topics, I will just go and take a shower. <laughs> um, okay, so, so uh, Mark Emerson, uh, hello mate, uh, nice to see people from England today. Oh, Chris Whitehead as well, 
Amazing. Look at Giovanni. Hello, mate. Nice to see you around. Uh, so working on the 3.1 already. What you have? What you have? Something interesting for us for the next release of Final? Because by the way, the next release of Final might happen slightly sooner than uh, some people might expect, and it's all because of this thingy. The I'm not sure you can see it, uh, but it's the 8743, which are like that close of being pretty functional with INAF. AFGG, hello mate. Mm, Brandon Beans, you guys are living in the Arctic. It's supposed to be 42 Celsius, Celsius today in the California. Uh, yes, we are living in the Arctic. <laughs> Uh, you really can uh, really cannot compare sunny California with the northern uh, northern yeah this is let's be honest northern Europe and we should not really have the 36 degrees as a normal temperature uh, it's rather like place where it's supposed to be slightly colder like you would like to compare yourself with I don't know Canada Canada mm, I think that Let's, let's let's open them up and uh, let's try to see more or less uh, maps. So I live here. I live here, and if we try to find a similar place uh, on the United States, yeah, Canada. Yes, somewhere North United States, Southern Canada, some somewhere here. So maybe, okay, maybe somewhere on the New York, uh, probably. New York, by the way, is uh, how much uh, north? This is now, I want the coordinates. Bloody hell, I want to have the coordinates, how this thing is working. So uh, 40, 40 degrees, uh, no, maybe, okay. Maybe that was slightly more, so even more because this is... Okay, we will not be talking about that because that really makes no sense. We have probably more interesting topics to talk about. Uh, Dan, I got a question. Great place to ask the question, Dan. I'm writing a buy list for the 7-inch long-range build. For the battery, it's 6S2P with the VTC5 lithiums, uh, 2600 mAh cells. Uh, a good idea. Um, 6S2P will be heavy. Will be really, really, really heavy, and I'm not sure if this is not uh, slightly like because you will be putting the 12 cells. I think the eight, eight cells is let's say um, the optimal uh, value for the seven inch. Uh, when we put 12 over there, this thing really will be like uh, slow and. Uh, and probably you will be burning much more electricity to just to keep this thing in the in the air than flying because with the 12 cells you will have how much weight 15 around the 12 600 grams only of the battery so that really will be heavy at 600 grams of the drone itself probably uh, unless you will build it a uh, super light and then you have more than one kilometer on the seven inches. That's really rather for the bigger, bigger propellers. So I'm not sure if uh, you should not really go for 4S2P. Um, but that I, I would rather concentrate on something like that instead of going 6S, to be honest. Because just from, because of the problem of the weight of the, of the pack, that, and this thing really will be huge and massive. 
Uh, Robin Duckett, I just don't like how the FO perso owner personally attacked Blunty on his Facebook catch. How the company is represented is a big part of purchasing decision over there. So, uh, something happened, uh, Blunty? Is there really something that's happening right now? Facebook, it's Blunty, and uh, Preston Garrison was bitching around uh, against uh, the Blunty. Interesting. It's a blunty. Let's see. Do you have a link, mate? Uh, Robin Duckett, any chance you have a, have a link to that? Because even if not right now, I kind of would like to... Yeah, this is old. Okay, so the, the content on the It's Blunty profile is kind of oldish, so um, perhaps we should really have the link to the Facebook discussion. Um, I personally spoke with Preston Garrison uh, for the first time last week after I found out about this uh, source code leak. Or actually, no, this is not a source code leak. From what I know, everything leaked. Everything: source codes, databases, uh, password hashes, transaction history, everything that they had in their own database uh, was. Leaked. I'm not sure if the person that got access to the Flight One service actually made a copy of everything, but I've heard somewhere that someone said that in total this person got 91 gigabytes gigabytes of data. So uh, this is not only a source code problem. This is really a major uh, security breach and um, like I said in my video. This is a federal crime, I think. No matter how you're going to justify this thing, this is a federal crime. And uh, some people might be dicks, and some people might not really behave like um, they should be behaving. And uh, I'm talking about people that probably everybody who's in the in the in the loop knows about who I'm talking about still that's not really a justification for really like um, doing a thing that's let's say it's just one step one step too far um on the other hand on the other hand well the opposite side of the of the of the barricade uh, is probably also not as uh, cool about everything as uh, they should be and um, honestly i know that some people are scared maybe scared is too strong of the word that one day the fbi will come knocking to the doors and start asking questions about how some things were published somewhere even though they really had nothing to do with that so um yeah and um i think i said this uh, some time ago already so far um, okay no we will not be going to the topics of the that were happening like two years ago and uh, if you want to pull my pull my tongue uh, then you have to really come up with the correct names. <laughs> um, Chris Whitehead, HTX, have I tried it yet? Uh, no, no, not yet. And the reason is very simple, because right now I 
I still see no reason to update my my radio because everything is uh, is over there. Um, in the topics of the radio, I'm rather on the on the on the side when this thing just has to work. And as long as it works, I'm sometimes not updating really my radios for quite a long time. I will be most probably updating to the latest OpenTX because of the stuff I want to have for my uh, for my ghost, uh, the GPS telemetry, but on the HTX. On the other hand, maybe I should flash it here or something like that. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see. But not not yet. I'm I'm observing. I'm observing the HTX, and I think in the next Q and A video. And the next QAA video is, uh, I think, scheduled to be aired when? The next uh, Q&A video is scheduled to be aired on the 28th of June. It's already recorded, it's already there. I have a section about the HTX and what I exactly think about HTX. So let's wait until 28th, so two weeks more, and then uh, we're going to talk about uh, this thing. Uh, Johnny DRC 90s degrees in my garage right now in the California. I think we are using different degrees. We are talking rather with the <laughs> Celsius, you probably Fahrenheit. Not the same, not the same. Still a uh, 90 Fahrenheit. That would be, yeah, more or less the, exactly the same what we have uh, currently right now. So we are, but. In the California, let's say it's normal. Here, no, it should not be normal. Uh, for example, we do not we, here in the in the Northern Europe, air conditioning is even not uh, that much popular uh, because there are usually only like two or three weeks during the year when the air conditioning is really a must. And um, even though I was considering installing air conditioning over here, uh, we want to start building something new quite soon and investing in this place is really like something I'm not really like very eager to do. So probably I will have to still live for at least two or three years without air conditioning. But new place, definitely something will have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aero FPV currently in Fort Lauderdale. That's Florida, right? Yes, I think that's Florida. Uh, 86 degrees feels like 96. <laughs> yeah, um, the summer on the northern hemisphere is unfortunately, yeah, you know how it is. Brandon Beats, I'm gonna fly over the burnt out of uh, burnout burnout area Monday if uh, the fire crews will let me. Johnny DRC, I wanna piece together and before after edit of it since I just flew over the last week. Uh, probably it would be one very sad video. Um, yeah, and but you have a nice opportunity. Uh, if you will edit this in the nice, nice way and you will be uh, show this uh, how it looked before and after. And if you get some traction over the environmental people of how, how of the, how much the, the burn stuff I have no idea what was the streets or meadows or what look like after the fire your video might get kind of kind of popular so so yeah let's let's promote not burning the um, the grass because this is really like not something that we should be really doing in the 20 21st century right right uh, Robin Duckett. Okay, we go back into the Preston versus Blunty. Blunty called him a liar, basically. Um, 
I think that to some extent this is correct. Uh, this is correct that um, Preston Garrison likes to um, lie from time to time, and this is just this this example of the artificial intelligence filtering in the Falco X, which is a, not an artificial intelligence filter; it's just the dynamic notches. Um, so, to some extent, yes, I. Still, however, think that um, I will tell you this like that. I have a list. I have a list of the people I'm not doing business with. Uh, it's not only I'm not working for those people or I'm like hate those people. No, no, no. It's not. It's nothing to do with my personal attitude on that uh, versus those people. There is, for example, on this list a person I really like as the as the person. Uh, we had the great parties. I really like this person, like like on the interpersonal level. But I will absolutely never do any kind of the business with this this person because that no 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 <laughs> and. Once you are uh, on that list, you are basically on the list for life. Uh, the list is short, because if to count everyone who's on that list over the last uh, 20 years, which is the, let's say, oldest uh, examples of the person on, on this list, is like one, two, three, four. Let's say below 10. Uh, below 10. Uh, but the rules are simple. You are on this list. That means that I don't trust you. I do not think that you are worth doing business. I think that you should be left alone playing your own game without me. And um, I think that this should be well at something like a standard in those similar situations. If you do not agree with a person and you think that this person is crap and don't try to argue because that never really works out like like it's supposed to work just put this person on the list forget about this person be happy this is really like that's not really worth worth your nerves or anybody else nerves just nope you're on the list sorry mate do whatever you want but <clears throat> Uh, but that's uh, true. Robin Duckett, maybe it's a crime, but so is false advertising. Uh, yes, uh, I think if someone would like to... There is this law in the United States, FC, FC something. I don't... Federal Trade Committee something. There is uh, indeed all the false advertisement and uh, people were kind of pushed into the position that the, this thing is artificial intelligence, while it isn't. So if one of the customers <clears throat> of the Flight One who paid for the artificial intelligence filters would like to file a suit uh, and go to the court, uh, most probably this person would win quite a lot. Uh, well, not quite a lot. I mean, but is it really worth it? I, how much is the license for the flight one, honestly? Um, flight... Flight one. How much is the license? Uh, products, flight one store. Okay, so let's go over here. Da, da, da. 15 bucks. Honestly, just never buy from this person again. Never, ever again. Just like, no, I'm not buying from this store because they lied to me. 
And uh, honestly, if enough of the people would have this attitude that, okay, I was slight, I'm not buying, uh, slightly less companies would be really like interested in, uh, in lying in your face. Uh, <clears throat> because it's uh, very hard to get a loyal customers uh, that will give you money every year or so. Uh, but it's super simple to lose those customers. And uh, if the community really would like to punish the Flight 1, probably the best way to do it is just stop buying from the Flight 1. Uh, no money, inflow, problems, and why? Like, for example, I lost 100 bucks this week. Yes, I did. I lost 100 bucks uh, this week for the purchase uh, that... I probably should have never ever made because I bought a license for the real steady go. And you know what? It's crap. <laughs> and I cannot return. I, I will not get the refund. And honestly, the real steady go is crap. I have no idea why the community is so hyped about the real steady go. It's no, it's just no, no. Mm -mm. Crap. Absolutely. <clears throat> okay, uh, let's continue with the with the chat because there are some not flight one related topics right now, and uh, we can probably talk about that. Martin Lewandowski, hey, thanks for the 3.0 and the new team effort. You're welcome, mate. Uh, I have noticed that 10-inch preset there is no longer in the place it was. What is the key things to tune the this size of the quad? Yeah, all those big presets were really... The bigger you get with your multi-rotor, the less uniform the class gets. And as the result, something that works for one person does not really work for the other person. And uh, while this 10-inch preset was, let's say, more or less fine on one, we knew and I knew I got signals that it's not really working for the others. And this is why everything, at least in my opinion, everything below above the seven inches should really be tuned individually because there is no one single good preset. As the rule of a thumb, uh, you probably should keep the main gyro LPF below 80 hertz, probably even closer to 70. Uh, if you are not sure about the real resonance and most probably you will have to push the P quite high. The eyes will, eye gaze should be probably around 50 on the roll and pitch. Uh, the Ds uh, depend on really on the noise level and everything, but probably for the beginning keeping it on the pulse uh, is a good idea. And then all you have to do is push the P gains as high as you can. And in some cases, it might be even values of like 80 or 90 on the roll on the pitch. And this is how basically 10 inches like to fly. Because with the bigger quad, yes, you have the most bigger, most powerful motors, but you also get quite a lot of extra moment of inertia. And as the result, uh, you just need more forces to accelerate as fast. So you need uh, quite a lot of P. Um, I will be probably recording a video about the moment of inertia and how the default presets are very awesome, often deceptive because I think I mentioned this already last week, but let me do it one more time. And draw at a 7-incher. Like you can see, nothing super special. And it has a delicate dead cut layout and it's rather wider and longer. 
and the default tunes on Betaflight and the default tune on the on the INAV and all, all the other I think flight controllers says that there should be more P on the pitch in this case uh, because the pitch uh, you have closer the motors and you have camera in the back, the VT camera in the front, the VTX in the back and as a result most probably it's harder for this uh, multi-rotor to rotate front and back, accelerate front and back and left and right. I did the math. I found some equations, <laughs> uh, did the basic math and uh, according to the math this is absolutely 100% uh, not true statement that you should have more P on the pitch in this case than on the roll because according to the math and the moment of the inertia of the drone you should have 20% less P and 20% less D on the pitch comparing to the roll exactly opposite direction but this is really like um, depending on your uh, on your quad on your application and it's super hard to, to tell like this is the val those are the values used that you will be happy no it doesn't really work that way um really bloke any tips for fixing multicopter trouble on INAV? what kind of the trouble uh, wobble uh, what's wobbling when it's wobbling because depending on when things wobble and how things wobble there are different reasons uh, and it should be like done in a different way done about the um, lipos that is torn about the this thing there is a way to care about i understand but wouldn't uh, 6s2p potentially give me more low voltage headroom down for s2p uh, a way to bypass the voltage suck um to some extent yes but not really that much as you think uh, you are building a long range quad seven inch so you will be not demanding the high currents from this thing uh, either way um, yes, the voltage stack will be probably slightly lower, but you will be also carrying uh, how much? Uh, 20 grams of the extra batteries. The 20 grams that will have to be taken from the, the, <clears throat> the 20, 200 grams that will have to be compensated by the motors by the extra current pulled from the from the battery. So it's not that you really like giving you this 30, 50 percent more headroom space you are using some of that uh, to to really like you know fly not much there is there is this thing there is this thing called ecalc uh have you ever used ecalc okay uh i'm not sure about you but i for example even have the paid version of the ecalc and maybe this one no ecalc this is the, the thing that more or less gives you the opportunity to figure out how these things will be flying. Okay, um, so let's do it like that. Let's do it like that. Let's run a quick simulation of your uh, thing. Uh, probably your drone will weigh around 600 grams with the motors for motors, 280 280 millimeters uh, okay fine we are not touching that pack uh, let's say we are putting uh, custom and we're gonna put 4s2p uh, 
with the capacity of uh, how much? How much capacity? 500, 5,400. No, no. This is how it serves. So, okay, max resistance cell. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, it doesn't really matter. Okay, motors. Just pick something. Uh, brother hobby do they have avenger yes they have avenger it's not really relevant let's just pick something and uh, seven inch uh, propellers uh, is there anything interesting no so let's just get seven by four and a half something generic let's say something generic and uh, okay so you will not do it in 600 grams so 600 plus for s2p uh eight to, 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 to 400 so let's say 1000 grams this is more or less how much your thing will weigh um and they say that this is okay and it think this thing should hover for 20 around 26 minutes according to the ecog <clears throat> after going to 6s2p and busting the weight to uh, you are adding how many for um, how many extra cells you're adding four right one two three four yes so and one is 150 so 1.2 kilograms you're adding yourself around three to four minutes of the hover time only only this is this is very important you're adding yourself only around three to four minutes of the extra hover time and uh, distance in this version is uh, how much uh, two, 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 two. Uh, 11 kilometers yeah more or less 11 kilometers while with this uh, 4s2p you will have yourself so you're getting 1.5 extra kilometer of the range so that's not really like super super huge of a difference uh, it is kind of the difference but uh, most probably not as much as you really really hoped and this is definitely not the 50 percent you can get from the extra capacity of the extra not extra capa extra capacity of the much bigger battery uh alfredo mugo what about my mini drag yes i fly it last week i fly this last week and i decided now screw it the wind is there i'm flying either way it's uh, like always fantastic in the air I still have to rerun the tuning of this thing because uh, I think it can do slightly better. I wanted to do this this weekend, but the weather is uh uh. I'm not flying with more than 30 degrees Celsius, it's just uh uh unbearable. So, uh, yes, I still think that Mini Drag is one of uh, the best models I've ever owned. Amazing stuff. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, King of Jester 23, I have a question, but it's quite long. Would you read it uh, if uh, you post it? <laughs> Not 12 pages front and back, but uh, just post it. Come on. What? What? Do... The worst thing that can happen is that uh, I will do not know the answer and I will just uh, skip the question for unknown 100% completely reason. So you really risk not that much. 
Stroman. Uh, hi, Pavel. My friend tested Return to Home with BN880 today. Works group upwind, but when activating Gertihan on downwind, the quad starts doing circle uh, occlusion on the landing procedure. Any suggestions? Can it think? Uh, can it has something to do with the deviation of variation of the compass? Uh, circling around. Uh, yes, uh, this is if if it's like doing circles, it's because of the magnetometer. Too close to the wires, too close to magnetic field, uh, pure calibration, poor, not pure, poor calibration, or just something is wrong with the magnetometer itself. I think what you are expecting uh, upwind, downwind, is not really about the direction of the wind, but more or less direction where it's north. Because if you align really like the what Quad thinks is north with the real north, then it will work perfectly well. But if you do not align those two, this is why it's like doing strange things in places. So. <clears throat> The magnetometer is default, always. If you have circling uh, toilet bowling, so-called, this is always the magnetometer. Uh, Johnny DRC. Oh, the city park was on fire. Uh, too bad. Um, too bad, really, like, not, not a nice thing. So, so, environmental, if you edit this well, you have a good quality. Environmental agencies will love this stuff. I'm pretty sure that you can give some quite of the of the media 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 push on that. So just do it. Windjumpy FPV. Hey guys, happy Father's Day weekend. Uh, it depends on which country you are, because we, for example, we do not have the Father's Day in, the, in Poland today. On the other hand, where is Father's Day? Uh, next week, on Wednesday. Uh, in Poland, the Father's Day is on Wednesday. And I wonder if any of my daughters will remember about that. I doubt it, but maybe, 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 maybe. <coughs> Uh, Brandon Beans, what's wrong with the RSGO output? I thought it looks uh, pretty good compared to flow state from the Insta360. So, uh, what's wrong with it? Uh, I, it it's my fault. Uh, to some extent it is my fault, because uh, when I read the warning that if you have a Hero 7, you really, 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 really should self-mount it. But, I, from the experience of the of the previous ex things that do jello and record stuff in the hd i thought okay if i have really like super vibrating stuff then maybe yes this is exactly the situation my drums are not that much of the vibrating so i should be safe i do not have those stupid mambo jumbos and um, i wanted to try how better this thing is comparing to the uh, hyper smooth so I bought the license because ah, 99 it's not that bad okay okay i can live with 99 it's fine it's fine it's fine um i set up the hero 7 to record ni very nice uh, 2.7k with no stabilization protune and everything uh, set up correctly imported the file and <laughs> uh, the unstabilized video from the hero 7 was fine and by fine, I really do mean fine. Uh, fine, fine. Okay, I I can probably I can even show to you how the unstabilized video from the Hero Seven was looking. 
So where do I have it? Um, that should be this one from the 17th. Uh, yes, exactly. This is the unstabilized video from the from the Hero 7. Maybe it's not perfect, but come on. For the unstabilized video, it's still pretty, 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 pretty good. To be honest, I could even publish that, and nobody would say, I think, that it's, there's something wrong with this video. So, why not? Uh, you don't want to know what real steady go thinks about this video. I know that probably to some extent is the fault of the gyro data. Uh, on the that the Hero 7 recorded because uh, they say that Hero 6 and 8 and 9 does not have this problem. But come on, there are filters, implement filters that will clean up this thing. If you can have filters in the flight controller to uh, filter out all those vibrations and give a nice flight performance, why Steady Go cannot filter that? I really have no idea why. So, um, yeah, um, uh, Alex FPV, do I know anything about Matek F722 HD? I can't find any reviews. I want to use it for my XN drones. It has two SH1 connectors for the ASC, uh, WPX, not HD. I don't think there is the Matek HD. Matek, 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 Matek. There is no Matek HD. At least I never heard anything about Matek HD. There, however, is, like I said, Matek F722PX. I think it's not even in production, the WPX. Uh, no, PX, this one, sorry. Uh, F722PX. If you will find the F722PX, you should no HD. Come on, mate. Which are you talking about, Matek? But this one only has one connector. No, no, there is no Matek HD, mate. I never heard about the Matek uh, HD. So yeah, okay, discontinue, discontinuous, mini SE, uh, 411 wing. Uh, mm -mm. That's the first time I really hear about Matek HD. Uh, empty head. Uh, I tend to have more P on pitch simply because there is uh, often that not the roll axis has more noise inherently. Uh, try first computing the moment of inertia on your quad, <laughs> and then ah, weekly bloke uh, trouble. I mean throttle chop bobbling. Okay, this is the situation when you cut the throttle. Okay, let's go to the main camera when you cut the throttle and the quad does something like that. So the reason for that is uh, very simple the torque generated by the motor and the thrust generated from the torque by the propeller uh this is not the linear uh, relationship uh one 
slowly rotating propeller has uh, very little uh, thrust generated because the airflow is just not enough. There is no thrust, no thrust, no thrust. RPMs go up. It's efficient. It delivers a lot of thrust and then it goes down. And on top of that, the motor on the low RPM is unable to generate absolutely any torque. As the result, when the motor is rotating very slowly, it's just idling. Let's say, yeah, this is the state of the idle, and uh, it just does not have enough of the torque to do anything. The solution is uh, some say that anti gravity helps a little, some say that increasing. Uh, eye gains helps a little, some say different magical things, but based on my experience, only two things really help with that. Uh, thing number one is that you have to have the center of the gravity extremely close to the center of the thrust so that it's very, uh, not, uh, it's as as stable in the air as possible and then you have to increase the idle uh, throttle on the motors. In the beta flight or in INAV the idle power has to be just increased to the value that even when the motors are idling they still have enough of the of the RPMs to be able to generate enough of the thrust to provide stabilization. So uh, in my case I usually stay in I, I fly with INAV. I stay with 15% of the idle. Uh, on some of the five inches, I can go to nine, but this really depends highly on the propeller and the motor and everything that's happening. Uh, but the thing that really helps in this case is just increasing the idle RPMs on the motor so that even on the idle, there is just, yeah, you know, enough of the torque to provide the stabilization. Uh, King of Jester, uh, I have some experience with the V-tail and I hated the experience with the V-tail, but no, really was the problem, mate. Uh, you have to have the mixer set up of the V-tail and that should be basically almost all. Uh, Michael Jensen, the new auto-tune in 3.0, is it still the best practice to perform it in low wind condition? Yes, uh, because when you have the high wind condition, it will interfere with the readings of the gyro. Uh, the auto-tune will have no idea if the overshoot or the undershoot is because of the too low or too high gains or because of the wind of the gust. So yes, you should do it in the cruising throttle, uh, the most probable throttle value you will be using during the flight, and in the rather calmish conditions. I don't want to say super calm conditions, but something without the high-speed gusts and uh, very jumpy air, because then uh, you will get the, the best results. Uh, done on the ecalc.ch. Uh, yes, the ecalc.ch is amazing thing. Uh, it's not free. Uh, it's not free and if you want to be able to use all the components you have to give them like 10 bucks yearly or something like that. It's not that much and even if you will do it once you're like, you know, you know. Uh, Luca Giovannesi, <laughs> this is a good question. What, why do I prefer to use Windows for programming? Because Windows just works. Everything works. Everything. 
in the Windows 10 everything works. Uh, it boots fast, works fast, works reliably. Uh, if I want to, I can have access to all the software in the world. I'm, for example, using from time to time software that is only on the Windows. Uh, on top of that, uh, I, if I want to, and I sometimes want to, I can play a game because I have, you know, Windows. So almost every game there is out there, I can I can run it on my PC. It's amazing. And if I really have to use Windows, uh, sorry, Linux for something, then it's the Windows subsystem, Linux subsystem for Windows. Um, when I'm working on the iNav, uh, or anymore, maybe not that much on the anymore, anything else. I just run the, the project in the Windows uh, in the Windows Linux subsystem and it's there. I had the experience of using quite a lot for at least a few years Linux for everything, but at the end no, 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 no. This is not no. I know that some people like it, but I, I was not really like too much of the Linux fan. Yes, there are places when the, the Linux makes sense, but if you are like a little of everything then and you really have the software you would like to use and you don't really want to fight for your life with wine then no and i also do not like uh, max um and it's not that i don't like max because i don't know max um uh, see this one you see i have a mac i have a mac i'm using mac uh, I'm using Mac uh, for work because this is my company's Mac. I'm using Mac since uh, six years uh, and I don't like it. I just don't, don't like no, that, that That's a very strange operating system. Yes, everything works. It's, it's great, fantastic, but no. Probably the reason I don't like Max is the, is the keyboard. <laughs> okay, um, quick flash. Hello, Kevin. Nice to see you around again. How soon do I think uh, it will be until H7 will have a flight advantage over the F4, F7? Well, basically, uh, you tell me. Yes, you tell me. Uh, you tell me. You like to dig in the literature, find some interesting uh, control theory stuff and filters and uh, things like that. You tell me. You tell me when you will have enough of the, like, will to implement the filter that is so uh, CPU hungry that running this thing on the F7 will make no sense. You tell me. I don't know. Um, but it will be a while. I honestly think uh, it will be a while. Right now the biggest advantage of the H7 over the F7 is actually the fact that uh, it's easier to get the H7 uh, CPU than the F7 CPU. That's basically the, the, the reason that the H7s are there. Because with the global chip shortage, the prices are super high and the, the, there are no chips on the market. And I think it's just the simplest to get yourself an H7. Yes, they are fast. But for what we are doing with our drones right now, no, no. We really would have to put quite a lot of the processing demand on the whole control loop to, to have anything that resembles a uh, huge improvement of the, of the performance uh, comparing to, let's say, uh, F7s. That's, uh, that's the situation. 
uh, over there. Okay, Alex FPV, we have a dog. I miss that. Now, now, now. Somebody spamming the chat. Ta -ta 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 -ta. And very nice. Somebody was spamming the chat and he is not spamming the chat anymore. Because I don't like when people are spamming the chat. So he is not spamming the chat. So Alex FPV, thank you for two euro donation. Let's Google for the Matek F722 HD. Okay, let's Google for the Matek F722 HD. Okay. But this is super interesting. Uh, F722 HD. So this one. So we are talking after all about this one. Okay. Okay, but is this board? Interesting. That's super interesting. Because I never got the board. <laughs> Usually Matek sends me everything he has, uh, but apparently he never really sent me this, this thing when it was created, like really products flight controllers and why they are not advertising this on their list of the of the products maybe this is something new something coming along because you know if this is not on the list then can you even buy it anywhere let's check on the aliexpress um, um, uh, uh, Matek F722 HD. Can can you even buy it? Yes, you can buy it. STD. Huh. I would not really be super much surprised if this is something that Matek not yet officially released. But no. The external DJI FreeSky, no, no, no. I really would not be surprised if this is not something that was not officially released yet. And uh, this is really why you cannot really find any... Hmm. I can ask Matek, but I don't think this is officially released board yet. That's that's the that's the situation. So probably this is the reason that uh, because nobody got the samples yet. So yeah, so the guy was like, okay, big boost FPV. What's the difference of the HDFC free UART uh, HD? Flight controllers usually manufacturers usually call the flight controllers without the OSD chip, so you can connect whatever you want. Uh, because if you have the 
the the GIS the GI system there is really not a point uh, to have the analog OSD right right so uh, this is usually why they say that that's so Chris Whitehead says it's been out for ages Matic F722 HD but if this was for ages that why it's not here because look it's not you know sorry I have to press the button it's it's not here on the list of official uh, no it's there fuck. Okay, it's too hot today. My bad. My bad, mates. My bad. Absolutely my bad. I'm blind today. I'm blind. Sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's just too hot today. Um, so it is officially. Then I don't know how to answer your question. Why? I never reviewed this board because I never got the sample. <laughs> and probably all the other reviewers also never uh, reviewed this uh, flight controllers because they never got the sample. Uh, I don't think it's even supported in iNav, uh, so probably only Betaflight. Uh, but which target does this thing use? Do, is it uh, anywhere? Which target? Which target? Which target? Specs and manual. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Matek F722 and the iNav it uses Matek F722PX. Hmm. So no, it's it's supported. So the reason is just that nobody got the samples. Uh, one more thing. Okay, Dan. Dan has another question about his seven uh, seven inch long Ranger. Uh, is this a good choice for the flight controller? The Aton Mamba DJI F405 Mark II for 40 amp ESC. I'm not sure if this Mamba has the barometer, and you kind of have to have the barometer for the long range. I heard somewhere that uh, the Mambas do not have the barometer, and so Mamba F405 Mark II. If it doesn't have the, the barometer, then no, this is not a good long range stack. And I don't see the bar anywhere. Not on the top side, not on the bottom side, so most probably no, not really. Yeah, so no, not really, I don't think. Uh, I usually can really like recommend uh, flight controllers, I can recommend, uh, and I'm using them quite a lot, are the Matex. Uh, because you are like getting a good quality usually stuff that just people like to use because it usually works and uh, Kakutis uh, from the Holy Bro uh, those are my uh, two to go uh, when I really have to find a new flight controller for anything Yeah, okay, so yeah, we have the situation with the F722 HD covered. Bloody hell! Um, okay. Um, uh, yes, Kakutis is quite good. Kakutis are always, almost always uh, quite good, uh, never had any problems with them. And uh, and yeah, um, okay. The chat is right now simple, and because our 
something that looks like Arabic speaking uh, friend uh, spammed. Let's go back in the chat and let's find uh, some other interesting questions that we might answer today. Because today is the day of giving answers to questions. Um, by the way, a quick digression. Uh, you know, there is the saying that there are no stupid questions. No. <laughs> the older I'm, I, I get, the, the more sure I am that, no, yes, there are stupid questions. There are definitely stupid questions. There are questions that should have never been asked. And it's like, you. Uh, no, 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 this is not absolutely about any of the questions I see over here. Uh, but, yeah, there are. There are. Okay. Um, no, King of Jester. Okay. Okay, the V-Tail. Um, so, uh, King of Jester. Uh, the V-Tail preset on the INAV is just a template. Uh, you have to adjust the real direction of everything that will match exactly your configuration. Uh, so, even that you... If, if the control surfaces on your V-tail are not moving in the correct directions. Uh, when you are testing the mixer, you have to update the mixer. So you have to go to the mixer tab and if, for example, you want this servo to move uh, up, up, but it's moving down, when you move the pitch, you have to update the weight on the pitch axis uh, because nobody really knows how it's uh, set up for you. Uh, the rule of a thumb that with the V-tail that the pitch and yo should move the details. So when you, let's say, uh, let's say over there is the front of the of the airplane, over here is the back and you have the V-tail. When you want to your left, the both uh, control surfaces should go, let's say something like that. If you want to your right, then they should go like that. If you want to pitch up, they should both, <laughs> I'm not sure if you can see what I'm showing you, but Let's let's pretend this this really makes sense. And you want to pitch down, they should go uh, inside. And uh, you really just have to update the mixer uh, so that it the, all the servos really do what you tell them to do, because uh, every airplane have different linkages and different servo oriented on a different way. And as the result, uh, there is no one setting that will suit everyone. So, okay. And now, JP. Uh, JP, uh, find my quad when the GPS modes and uh, changing direction, etc. Uh, it accelerates too fast and slow down too late, causing unstable transition on high amp draw. What setting would help? Um, I would, but we are talking about the GPS, uh, about the position hold, uh, not uh, anything else, because there's the GPS word. Uh, in general, most probably, um, give me a second, I will take a quad. Um, by the way, uh, we are right now in this transition phase uh, of the flight controllers. 
that half of the model still has the USB, micro USB, and the other half of the flight controller has USB-C. <laughs> so you have to have two kinds of the cables. That kind of sucks. On the other hand, uh, I think it's time everybody just switch to USB-C now because there's no really uh, a need to stay with the micro USB. So uh, the thing has booted. We have COM11, so JP somewhere here most probably position XY and the velocity XYP is slightly too high. Most probably you can cut the P slightly and increase the I integral uh, slightly. Maybe if this is the acceleration, also you can slightly lower the control derivative. But without really like taking a look at the black box lock to see why I think it's happening, it's it's super hard to give you a good advice, because you know I, what I can do is I, I can take my magic ball and like ooh, this is the reason. So, but I would rather think that this this is this is the situation that uh, that you are having. Uh, Ricardo Ferreira, not only electronics worldwide cost uh, more due to the pandemic, but also in the European Union on the 1st of July onward, in-country will apply value-added tax on customs. Damn! So, yes and no, because um, it's not that the VAT on the uh, importation is something new. There was only like values up to which you do not the, the customs were not uh, adding the VAT to the to the uh, to the overall cost. I'm not sure how this thing will work. I honestly have no idea how it will work. I don't believe that the customs of all of the countries, European Union countries, have enough of the capacity to do it for every small packet that comes into the European Union. But I've heard somewhere that, for example, AliExpress will do it. But what if AliExpress will not do it? Mm. I really want to see how this thing gonna work out. I really want to see how this thing will work. And by the way, this is very important. Uh, something, something pretty amazing. Something this is really pretty amazing. You go to the AliExpress and let's say I want to buy lathe because I would like to have a lathe. Ah, lathe. I forgot about E at the end. Yeah. And now I click over here on the send from Poland. Guess what? That means that this item will be sent from Poland already from the inside of the European Union. So how the hell anyone is going to add any importation value added tax on this when this is already will be sent to me from the European Union. I don't know. So this is, I want to see how this thing gonna work out. 
and on the 1st of July I will go order something and see how this thing is working. It's not, I know that politicians can say things, yes, but only that. <sighs> okay, let's scroll down of the chat and see what uh, do we have over here. Uh, Chris White have HTX. Have I tried it yet? Uh, this is the second time we are answering this uh, question today. And the answer is no. Uh, I'm observing the project. Have not tried yet because I have no direct need to do it. Uh, on the 28th of July, I will publish the Q&A video when one of the questions is my stance on the HTX, when there will be, of course, longer uh, the section on what I think about HTX. So this is, this is the reality. Uh, interesting. And let's see if they will motivate OpenTX to maybe like start releasing stuff slightly, 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 slightly faster. Maybe. Um, maybe. Uh, Eric Laplante, what alternatives to the Matic optical flow leader sensor would you recommend? There is no direct alternative to this board. Uh, I mean, this is the only board that combines both the leader sensor and the upflow sensor in one tiny tiny packet that you just install somewhere, go and go flying. At least that is in the INAV compatible way and in this price range. Um, it's not perfect uh, because, for example, the range finder is not. The range finder, this range finder really works up to one meter and after above one meter, it's really like, no, it's, it loses. But in my opinion, there is no direct alternative to this. Maybe you can get something super precise uh, and super expensive, but in this price range, uh, there is nothing, uh, nothing uh, else. Uh, Luca Giovannesi, how did I learn control theory? Uh, by being forced to use it. <laughs> no, this is this is how I learned control theory. I know I'm not the control theory expert. Let's let's be honest. I'm not the expert. I know how the PID works, uh, and so on. But uh, that was not my major. That I, not, I was never really like really working with this stuff. And uh, I really learned uh, how it works when I started working with uh, drones. That's that's the reality. Uh, Gregor Lennart, uh, how is my antenna tracker project project going? Uh, would I recommend in the full long range ground station? It's going. It's there. You can see it. I what I ha still have to do. I have to connect the receiver to the board and then go check it out. Uh, but because of the lack of time, I'm unable to do it right now. But this is the one of the next things I want to finish soon, because it's really like low-hanging fruit. I have to basically cramp three wires for the, the thing and um, go there and start using this thing. Um, can I recommend it? I would say yes, if I would have more practical experience. And the thing is that uh, this thing, the Sentinel AAT, depends on the telemetry provided uh, on the OSD. So as long as you have good video reception, uh, the airplane gives you the azimuth to the to the airplane so that the antenna tracker can go that direction. And as the result, uh, you know, it works. However, uh, I'm still not sure how this thing will behave 
when there will be a lot of distortion, a lot of snow, and the antenna tracker will just not be able to decode the, the signal from the OSD to have the azimuth to get the direction to the airplane. So this is something that definitely has to be checked. Um, but overall, I like how this thing is designed and how this thing is built. Let, let's wait a second. Honestly, it's 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 a nice, nicely taught design. Uh, everything fits nicely together. There is relatively good documentation. Uh, yes, you have to print a lot, but but it's kind of kind of nice. And and uh, and the guy that stands behind this project, the Gary uh, Sick of the Rock. The guy who gave us the MW OSD uh, is uh, super, super helpful, super nice. If anything goes wrong, you know, no problem to, to asking questions. And according to what he said, uh, people are quite happy with this thing. So, so yeah, why not? Why not? Uh, but I cannot really say with 100% sure that this is good for long range because I have not tried it, unfortunately, yet. Time. I really wish... If I would like to do everything I would like to do, uh, I would probably have to quit my job. Uh, but uh, with the size of my channel and the amount of money I'm getting of my channel, and uh, this is rather no, 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 no. Uh, um, assuming that this is how much I get from my YouTube channel. That much, that much of the of the cash, that part of the cash every month, which is of course depend depends on many things. And the major, really like the major major part of this thing is the Patreon, uh, Patreon on the Patreon. Uh, the guys from Patreon are like my superheroes, and uh, they did more than the half of this. This is the money from the Patreon and my main motivation to record new videos. And then we have some of the affiliate programs, but the affiliate programs right now is like total crap and some ads on the YouTube and, and, and so on. But assuming that I get from my YouTube channel that much, then from my daytime job, I get uh, that much. So, so think how, how, how big of a chance is that I will uh, quit my job. <laughs> uh, yeah so no uh, and i yesterday i got a race so come on no this is not really like happening very soon and to be honest i think i should start making less videos uh i cannot really keep up the pace it's super 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 tiring uh, with the current pace because for the moment i had a pace that i was uh, recording three videos uh, plus a live stream and sometimes 40 video per week no i cannot do it for long uh, that's too much of the recording too much of the editing too much of the everything so i will most probably have to settle down on two videos plus a live stream uh, per week because more is i cannot i just don't have enough of the time to do everything sorry sorry guys uh thomas anderson hello mate from the uk uh hello from the poland 
By the way, um, Poland, I think, started to. I hate football. I hate soccer. Uh, to be to be clear, I think um, Poland is playing with Spain, and uh, no, they are playing in like one hour. But I, I wonder how much of the Polish team will lose to the Spanish team. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyhow, anyhow, um, Julio, Julio, Julio Cesar Matias, where I live, everything I buy from other country, for the RC hobby, I have to multiply the price by five. Uh, Brazil, if I remember correctly, right? Yes, I think you are from Brazil, but I might be wrong. Yeah, the Brazil is really like super, super on the importation uh, taxes and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, definitely something, uh, something is in the air. But yeah, no, this will not work. No, I, I, I no, no. Uh, Iro FPV. I have ripped off parts S1 and S2 on the F411 wing FC. Is it possible to use the new servo pins to control throttle? I heard there might be some word mixes magic that might work. Well, yes, yes, there is, there is. You can do it, uh, and we can even like have a short tutorial on how to do it. Let me connect my super handy development board for the INAV. Let's quickly connect to the INAV and let's go to the mixer. Uh, let's quickly switch to the airplane, load mixer and uh, let's assume we do not want to use any of those. What we can do? The simplest solution is to add the stabilized throttle on the next servo output. So you will have the servo S4. This is different hardware, but, but you know where I'm going with this. So you will get this uh, over here. However, if I remember correctly, stabilized throttle uh, is uh, uh, and is armed is equal one. So we want the logic condition one, logic condition zero to be active when the flight controller is armed. So equal flight armed value one. And then when we go back to the mixer, we say that this is happening only when logic condition zero is true and then we duplicate the same and say that we output uh, weight minus 100 ah, i forgot about one thing because we need this condition and not logic condition zero so let's fix that So we need logic condition one to flight is armed, and then we gonna wanna say uh, not logic condition zero. So as you see, this is status blue, so it's on. So not armed. Logic condition one is true when not armed. Then when we go to the mixer, uh, we go with one and done. You're, you are golden. Then the S4, in this case, Servo 5, 
will output uh, lowest throttle position when not armed and will output the stabilized throttle when armed. So you only arm the ESC to this uh, pad and you are golden. Magic? I would not call it magic. It's just a creative usage of the existing technology. Uh, David Mele, does INF 3.0 supports iFlight Success E405? Uh, I think it uh, supports with the target of the Betaflight F4. I think this is the same target. I uh, think I, I'm really like 50% like positive. iFlight Success E F405 target. Um, mm, mm, mm. Target, target, target. I uh, flight BL32. No, what is that? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Uh, flight controller. So, which target do they use? Mm. Yeah, yes, because it's so hard to write in the big bold letters which target the board should be using. Uh, I flight irritates me so much, really, honestly. And so many of the other like manufacturers of the retailers of this, they irritate me so much. Why it's so hard to put the name of the target? Uh, for the beta flight, yes, there is the iFlight Success E405, but this is also applies to the latest one. But before unified targets, there was something else. Hmm. I think beta flight F4. I think. But I'm not really 100% sure right now. Uh, Eric Laplante, any idea on creating, any plans on creating 2.6 to 3.0 migration video for quads? Migration, no, because migration is super simple in this case. There are no major changes for the performance. So you can just copy paste uh, and only update the one of the gyro filters values. And this is quite nicely described in the release notes. However, I'm thinking on the on the series on the INF 3.0 on the setup guide, because the last setup guides for the uh, multi-rotors and airplanes are like three to four years old, and there's really like quite a lot of the updated outdated stuff. Um, however, however, like I said already for a few times, I have no bloody time to do it uh, because of this list over here, I just have no idea where I'm gonna do stuff. This is, those are only videos in the post-production, I already recorded, I only have to edit them, I have no even time to edit them. Damn! Damn, 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 damn. Okay. Um. Uh, 
Bandita, hello mate. Uh, somebody should go to the beach festival. No, rather not. <laughs> so, David Bell, um, I don't really think I can help you much more with that, mainly because I'm not using this board anywhere, so I do not have the first-hand experience with, with the targets, so not really sure how how helpful can I be there. That's the problem over here. And be honest, iFlight is not one of the most willing to cooperate companies ever. But I don't want this this live stream to be around me ranting on the iFlight because that rather makes no sense. But um, can I help you any 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 more with that? Uh, I don't think so, really. I really don't think I can help you without really like having the hard. I had, I had this board. I think uh, wasn't this one of the boards that uh, was used on one of my on the Cinewoop? Uh, I flight Cineb. I think there was one of the uh, Success EF405. I've used this with iNav, flashed with the target Betaflight F4, and it was working just fine. So maybe, 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 maybe. Let's better flight F4. Because you see, update beta flight F4 target. And this PL replies I flight success EF4 will now work with the beta flight f4 so i remember correctly in the february of the 2020 i fixed the beta flight f4 target to work with the iflight success ef405 and if i remember back then this board was working flawlessly in my case on my cine no problems at all uh, so if nothing really changed in the last year and i doubt anything changed uh, it should be still working so perhaps you are just doing something wrong with your setup. Mm, because I really had a hunch that I, I think I had this target before. Okay. Okay. Aero FPV, wow, the connection interrupted and skipped over the choosing stabilize the throttle. Then come back into the logic uh, section. Okay. Um, let me connect again because this is really important stuff. And it would be stupid to lose the information. So let's quickly do it one more time. Let's quickly do it one more time. Not connecting. Stop connecting. So what we did have to have. In the programming tab, we have to have one logic condition that will say equal flight is armed value one, which will mean that this logic condition will evaluate as true when the something is armed and not logic condition zero, which will be true when you are not armed. So the opposites, the, the, they will be once, this, if this one goes blue, this one goes out and the opposite way. With having that on the mixer part, you add a new input, actually two new inputs for the new servo, servo five, for example, that one will output stabilize throttle when the logic condition zero is true, that means when we are armed, and the second max with the weight minus 100, that will output lowest 
throttle value when logic condition one when we are not armed and this more or less replaces the motor mixer in your case and you do not have to and you can use the the board already because it will just work uh i have for example the rover setup like that working just like fine just like that absolutely no problems so um okay ladies and gentlemen uh we still have 35 minutes of the of the stream and there are no questions and if there are no questions then uh, i should find a way to entertain you probably in a slightly <coughs> in a slightly different different way uh for the last few days i had an extreme cough i was like coughing my lungs like crazy uh, one of the kids got something in the kindergarten and my wife got it and i got it I, it's a nightmare however today surprisingly i'm coughing very little and there was even a chance that i might actually cancel this live stream because when you cannot speak it's really hard to run a live stream right and if not uh, there are no questions then let me show you something and uh, then we let me show you something what how the how does the adoption of the inf 3.0 looks like and in the last week uh, since the inf 3.0 is uh, live the inf 3.0 is already the most popular uh, version of the of the inf out there that is used with the configurator the numbers does not lie if we go slightly further away with this with this chart uh you see here that was saturday when i published the 3.0 then it went super high on the sunday because everybody were uh, updating their uh, flight controllers and now we are going into the weekend again and the next the previous release uh, 2.6.1 is already going into still into this nice decline at less and less and less and less and uh, less people are using this and by the way this is a normal behavior because this happens uh, with every major release you see previous release we release something new and then it dies something new it dies something new and so on and so on and so on so it's going nicely there are no major problems detected right now however we have a confirmation that from time to time in some of the conditions you can lose your configuration but this is not a new new problem and this is not really a problem of the inf 3.0 uh, there is uh, we have reports that after doing some things and not always this is repeatable uh you your flight controller reverts to defaults i'm personally after looking at what what might be causing this i'm personally inclined to think that it's happening when you when the process of writing the configuration into the eeprom gets interrupted uh, because you plug out the cable or there is interruption or something or, or something and as the result the checksum of the configuration is not stored correctly so when the next time flight controller boots that takes oh the checksum is wrong i cannot really store and it goes back to default and this is actually a good thing this is a fail safe that prohibits you from going flying with completely broken configuration um, 
Luckily, it's not happening just because of flying. Uh, you have to be in the process of saving configuration. And this is really like super, super, super rare. It's happening once every like... And for me, it happened in the last year only once. And trust me, I'm flashing and restoring configuration on this board and on everything else on my fleet quite often. So there is absolutely nothing to be afraid. At least uh, that's good. Uh, Brandon Beans, I have a question. Does INAP 3.0 do the ERPM base not gyro filter? Yes, it can. Uh, not the bidirectional D shot, but if you have the ESC telemetry wire up, you can enable the uh, dynamic notches, uh, RPM filter. And this is with us for like one and a half years or something like that. However, uh, we do not recommend it. Uh, we do not recommend it. Uh, I think that uh, actually the nicer performance is obtained by the default settings with the pair of the matrix filter and the unicorn filter uh, with RPM filters off. This is how all of my quads are flying and they are flying quite nicely because I, already, I think already showed you. This is for example the not stabilized uh, at all. No, this is stabilized, sorry, uh, I'm wrong. This one will be not stabilized. This is not stabilized from the 7-inch mid-ring flippity-floppy. You see, this protector of the lens, no stabilization, normal propellers, no magic, almost default filtering strategy, and come on, look how smooth it is. So, no RPMs, the, the default filters on the INAV, which consists of the unicorn filter and the matrix filter are doing the work just fine. So no reason to go with the ERPM, uh, no, no reason to go with the RPM filters. Okay. Uh, Brandon Beans, uh, last uh, year or something like that, or maybe even that year, I recorded a video uh, about how to transition from Betaflight to INAV. Betaflight to INAV. You see? That, the, <laughs> from the November last year. So, from Betaflight to INAV in, in 23 minutes. You see? It's me. You see? You see this guy? So uh, in 23 minutes you will find out how to move from Betaflight to INAV and this uh, is for the Betaflight for the INAV 2.5 but uh, rather everything uh, that I say over there still applies so uh, no problems and you should be able to do pretty nice flippity floppy at least I think so also okay. <laughs> Um, Chris Whitehead, discuss, uh, 6S motors with 4S battery, discuss, no, there was nothing to discuss, too low of the KV, uh, just like that, uh, it will just lose uh, one third of the power, so if you are willing to run your quad without one third of the power you want to uh, run, then do it, but in other way, no, 
No. Uh, it also works both ways. Uh, this, the same more or less goes to the situation when you want to use the 4S motors with 6S battery. Uh, there will be just too much of the problems of the motors getting over, overheating and delivering too much torque and everything will be jumpy, so no, no. If you want to use 4S batteries, use uh, motors for the 4S uh, batteries with the KV that matches the correct uh, correct uh, voltage and if you want to use on the opposite way just just go with the KVs and the sizes for the opposite way then the compromise no not really no. <laughs> and it's even worse with using 6s uh, motors with 4s batteries because there is not way to boost the, the output power with the 4s motors on the 6s batteries you can at least limit the throttle but you cannot boost the throttle so <clears throat> Simon B, uh, which type of the quad do I like more, 5 inch or 7 inch Y? That's a good question. That's a good question and to be honest I would have to say that uh, I fly more with 7 inches. Mm, much more with the 7 inches right now. That doesn't mean that I do not fly with 4 inches with 5 inches, but I fly more with the 7 inches. Uh, why? Because 7 with my focus. My focus is perfect, mate. <laughs> mm, why? Mm, 5 inches are great, yes, are fantastic. Everything works super smooth and they are like the best of the best of the best. Uh, however, if you never tried uh, doing a flippity-floppy around the tree with something of the more weight and the bigger propellers and hear the sound how this thing makes in the air, uh, you don't know what you are really missing. Uh, because 7-inch props uh, just gives you a completely different level of the grip to the air and a completely different level of the climbing capabilities. They, the 7 inches just climb like crazy. So it's much, much simpler to do a lot of vertical maneuvers, not only horizontal, but also vertical. Um, they are harder, slightly harder to tune out correctly. There are slightly more problems, uh, for example, connected with the vibrations and uh, correctly setting the, all the gains and so on. But once you got there, uh, they really just like, yeah, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. And um, different quads, you configure it in the long range configuration or the cruiser configuration, and you have the long range cruiser configuration. Um, you cannot do racing if you are in. Excuse me for a second. Uh, okay, uh, so racing, if you're really like into the racing with the 7 inches, no, no, the gates are just slightly too small for, for the 7 inch to hit them, uh, but, but, but yeah, less popular, uh, personally find them more interesting and uh, more challenging, and even as the example, I have currently two and a half operational 7 inch quads, and only one operational 5-inch quad, just like that. Mm -mm -mm. 
Bandita, what is the best wireless interface for 3.0? We use the HC06 uh, Bluetooth module, but has uh, do you have? Do I have a better solution? No, actually, I do not have the better solution than the HC05, or actually the Bluetooth. Uh, no. No. Uh, if you want to have the telemetry over the long range, there are better better things, but if you just want to have the connectivity on the short range to your iNav, then really like the HC06 is, is the way to go, because it just works, it's cheap, it's reliable, and uh, gives you everything you need. Uh, but telemetry on the longer range, that's a completely different story. Over there we have a, we can have a completely different uh, and the longish uh, discussion, but rather not uh, not today. Michael Bear, is it possible to flash the JHEMCU-F7BT with INAF flash? Yes, may it make it work? No, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think that this board is one of the officially supported. Let's uh, type HHCMCU. No. We are not officially supporting this thing. Let me check quickly on the code itself. No, no. Uh, if this board use, is using any of the generic targets, then yes. If this is the very specific target for the uh, for this board, then no. And uh, I will have to criticize some manufacturers right now. Uh, no, if you are selling flight controllers and designing new flight controllers, no, you do not really have to create your own unique target for the next board that you will be releasing. No, you don't have to. No, no. Just use something else that's there. Most probably your board is not that of the specific and special that really requires a super fancy new separate target. Most probably reusing one of the generic targets will work just fine. Like, for example, make it compatible with MATEG F405 or MATEG F722. It's not that hard, it's possible, it's not that you will be chased by anyone, because uh, you are only making the hardware compatible with the software that is open source, not really cloning anything, there are no patents on the pin assignments on the flight controller, you're free to do it, you can call it however you want to, you just say use target Matek 405. Done! Really, and it's working with all the flight controllers. Isn't this just the simplest solution? Uh, quad Squat, what flight times do I get from my Roma L4 4-inch quad? 6-7 uh, minutes, maybe closer to 8 sometimes, it really depends on the speed. Uh, and I'm really not pushing the, the battery to the max. I'm flying with the 500 milliamp hour 4S LiPo. Uh, so those are around below eight minutes, definitely. Uh, so that I think that's that's the correct correct estimation over here. 
Richie Society, if my mother go 405, bank slept when on angle and horizon by fly perfect on the manual acro, why would that happen? Mm, have you maybe set up any custom mixes in the OpenTX? Uh, have you correctly calibrated the accelerometer on your board? Is the board really parallel to the plane of the propellers? Is uh, our old, oh, this is very important. Uh, this is very important. When you go, let me launch the INAV configurator. Again, I have no idea why I'm shutting this thing every few minutes. Uh, Okay. Excuse me for a second. Um, okay, I'm back. Uh, where were we? Um, where were we? We were in the moment when... Uh, yes, when you go into the receiver top, are the all are reading roll PTO are reading uh, 1500 or maybe something else. Oh, I forgot to click the button. When here are the readings correct? No mixes. Calibrated. And if it is still banks left, that means that you have to record a black box lock so that the black box lock can be analyzed what's the cause of the banking left. Because it should not be banking left and if it's banking left, then like I mentioned, there is a reason it's doing so. Um, and But what then? What exactly is the reason? Uh, without having, it's super hard to debug things like that without having the, the board on your hands, to, to quad on your hands to be able to, to do it. And then the black box lock is just the best, next best thing, without which uh, checking those things are almost impossible. Uh, Eric Laplante, will the Radix 2 have 3-0 target? This question you have to ask the Brain FPV. Because Brain FPV is not interested in uh, merging their uh, code to the official repository, 
Uh, this applies to both, I think, Betaflight and INAV and everything else. They are allowed for the Radixes to run to. And uh, they are the ones that are maintaining the target. So we are we don't we don't know what Radix uh, Brain FPV will do with their support. This question has to be asked uh, directly to them, not to us, because we don't know. We do not support officially this board, and it's all in the hands of the Brain FPV. Bandita, I use BL Heli ESCs. What do you think is the best relationship between the FC and the ESC? What protocol? Um, which protocol? To be honest, DShot 600. If everything works, DShot 600, forget about everything else. It will be working. Um, anything else to add to the mix? But most probably you will not notice any difference between perform the performance-wise between DShot 600 and 300. So just put 600 or 300 and it will be working just fine, no problems, really. Not, no, no reason to overthink it. Put the DShot 600, will work like a charm. Um, Simon B, have I ever thought about the 10-inch like a beast class do an acro flip flippity floppy? <laughs> um, okay, um, I will not take this stuff from that place over there because the quad is under stuff. The stuff is the, uh, the, the Royal Society of putting things on top of the other things. If you have not read, have not watched this Monty Python uh, sketch, then I uh, suggest you do so. Uh, but then... Uh, dead Red. Um, yes, this thing uh, scares me. Wow, uh, no, this is... No, uh, yes, poor man's X-Class. <laughs> I'm Pavel Spechalski, yeah, you see, it's as me. you can see we have a beautiful sun. Uh, look, look what I have over here. Uh, it's the wooden Beast Class, 10-inch props. Uh, I made the frame myself five or six years ago from the spruce. Uh, and you know what? When we go to the DVR somewhere at the end, is there the DVR? No, it really like flies pretty, 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 pretty nicely. There are more videos of me doing uh, flying thing with this uh, with this thing, so maybe you can just uh, just check it. I'm not flying this very often, but it's super cool, you know, like and the noise those things are making is just incredible. Uh, King of Jester 23, uh, another question exactly like that. Uh, no, I have not tried HTX yet. I'm observing the project and on the June of 28th will be a day I will release the longer Q&A video when I will ask one of the topics uh, for the discussion. I will tell you what I think about the HTX uh, and the OpenTX and things like that. Uh, Sarantis Giantisiodiotis. I hope I spelled that correctly. Uh, hi from Greece and good summer. Oh, it's hot. It's definitely hot. Uh, who was the first person that created INAV? Any idea? Yes, I know. <laughs> I know. But INAV or things before INAV? Because uh, the INAV as the INAV 
was forked from the clean flight by Constantine, uh, aka Digital Entity, in the summer 2015-2016, and he was the first person that was working under the brand of the Aina. Before that, there was of course clean flight because before clean flight was the base flight, and base flight is the rewrite of the multi Wii into the STM32. So it's a longer story, but yes, the the person that is up today the main maintainer of the project called Inaf is Constantine. Uh, and uh, yeah, I know I know him not personally, but I know him for quite a while now. Yes, uh, Julio Cesar Matias, you're correct, that was definitely Constantine. Okay, gents, uh, we still have 12 minutes, and ladies, are, do we have any ladies today? Um, let's be honest, ladies are not that much into the RC hobby, let's be honest, no, no, this is not, no. This is rather manly stuff, not that it's really very super manly, I'm a man and I do manly stuff, but, but yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, but for life, love my some 10 inch freestyle on the edge uh, of the tune with 6N, but uh, upping my 10 inch to 8S and building 13 inch 12S for some even longer flight times. Uh, that kites on line flames looks ridiculous, though. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, with the bigger and heavier quad, you get. Uh, quite a different kind of the performance and this is this is not something that was with us five or six years ago when the DJI flaming wheel uh, F4 to 50 was the thing no because up the, back then the ESCs were crap the motors were much much weaker uh, when you really like put a powerful motor on the 10 inch uh, frame and uh, feed it from the modern ESC and modern flight controller with the modern firmware, this thing just comes to live. And like the sound that those huge propellers on high RPM are making is amazing. You probably do not really want to crush those things because uh, of the um, higher mass and the much more inertia, the crash, the the crash will probably end up in things uh, um, <clears throat> not in the place when they were originally uh, but as soon as you more or less know what you are doing into the air and not crashing too often this is really fun to fly and the the sound the sound of those propellers is like <laughs> when the five inch okay i have to stop making sounds <coughs> my throat is not uh, still 100% uh, up to the required uh, standard. Uh, Dan, what's the most reliable GPS from my experience? Uh, is this the BN880 you, I mentioned for the Pirx 7? Um, reliable for the RC hobby standards. That's that's the, the important catch. Um, person, now my GPS to go is the MAPEC M8Q5883, uh, not the BN880. Uh, by the way, I will be in the next few weeks publishing the video when I compare a few of the GPS modules of how is there really a practical difference between them and the small MATEC uh, M8Q5883 is just much better, the, the GPS module. More expensive, but smaller and better than the B8880. So the, how it's called? 
M8Q5883. Mm, yeah, this one, exactly this one. Yeah, this one. Probably the best, oh no, this one. <laughs> Probably the, really the best one uh, you can get uh, out there. Uh, Mario Hannenberg, I think you are talking about M9N. Yes, M9N is huge uh, because look how huge the M9N over here is. But on the 7 inch, it's not really a problem to have it over there. M8Q is uh, much smaller, much smaller. Uh, worth tracking, uh, but for our purposes, works just fine. Yes, uh, Mario Hannenberg, like I mentioned, M8Q883 is probably just the best bank for the bug, or however you're gonna call that. And it's much better in terms of the acquisition time and in terms of the dilution of precision than, for example, Batians. The Batians are fine, uh, but this is just better. That's the differences. Bandita, not dangerous use the continuous server auto trim feature, uh, feature? No, not dangerous, uh, but you have to remember that there is a price to pay uh, because what the continuous uh, server auto trim does is uh, adding another eye gain. So if you already had a high eye gains on your airplane and you enable the auto trim, they will really like sum up. Uh, so as the result, uh, for example, some kind of the oscillation might appear. But though in normal usage, normal conditions, it's absolutely safe to use. Uh, there should be absolutely uh, no problems. And Mario Hennenberg uh, was disappointed about the BN220. Uh, they perform like 1980 GPS compared to Matek. Yeah. In the good conditions, uh, on the hot start, they get the satellites just fine, no problem. Uh, however, the just fine ends as soon as there is any RF uh, noise in the area, especially around 1 to 1 1.6 gigahertz. Uh, then they no, no, no. You put a Vista too close to it and they don't work. You put the analog VTX too close to them, they don't work. And sometimes they are just failed to get the fix for so long and the horizontal dilution of precision really is sub, subpar comparing to the M8Q. So no, there is, a, there, is a, there is a reason why the cheap GPSs are cheap. Like with everything, they are cheap for a reason because they are just giving you the the lower the quality. But still, everybody installs BN eight one eighty everywhere because the TBS is the because TBS makes them. But this GPS from the TBS is basically exactly the same. This is the same hardware, nothing super super different. Okay, uh, we still have five minutes, so I think right now is the time to ask the last questions. Uh, because, like I mentioned, in the five minutes we will be finishing off and uh, I will be going downstairs when it's like five degrees colder because right now over here it's okay, 32 degrees Celsius. <sighs> A nightmare. A nightmare. A nightmare. Maybe I can open the window.
Oh, okay. Okay, it got colder outside. I forgot I can open the window. It's nicely cold outside already, and I think the thunderstorm is coming, so probably that's the reason the temperature dropped outside. But yeah. Um. Uh, so, uh, like I mentioned, the last uh, question. Um, Um, not a question. So Mario Hennenberg, thank you very much for saying that good content. Thanks, mate. Uh, Ignition FPV. Had I actually used the TBS GPAs? Uh, I used uh, it before. Uh, at the performance is much worse than the BIN 8 180 to 20 series, and the positive and the negative lead is swapped. I had one uh, for a short period of time. I, I would say that the lead was like exactly the same stuff like the 180s nothing super uh, super special over there i don't have it right now and i don't remember the the issue with the swap negative and positive but that was some time ago uh i don't remember any problems with that okay uh okay really the, now, now really the last question and the, really the last uh, question uh, Um, okay, the last question will be from Mario, <laughs> because this is the uh, interesting question. Uh, here is a complicated one that blows the five minutes shirt. How to find motor noise, uh, the easiest, to set the notch filter on gyro? Uh, no, you don't have to do this. Uh, it's not relevant for the notch filters. Static notch filters are so 2017. You do not do anything with the static notch filters. Now we have uh, better solutions to that. Dynamic notches, RPM filters, uh, matrix filter we have in the INAV or other advanced filtering uh, we have. No, no, static notches are so 2017. Do not use static notches at all. If you really would like to, I have a video from 2017 that sets exactly how to do it. Um, this is one of the oldest videos uh, on this channel. So if you just like, scroll to, through the history, you will find this is gyro noise series or something like that. And this ex exactly explains Oh, but okay, but for the RPM filter, but for the RPM filter, you don't have this is done automatically. Uh, the ESC reports the RPM and then you just and then the flight controller just sets the notches. No need to do anything by, by hand, absolutely. Uh, period. That's that's automatical process because the ESC is reporting the RPM and you can convert the RPM to the with the frequency. So so, yes, and they have three values, but it's difficult to get the values. They are reporting the ERPM. Uh, and uh, which three values, mate? No, there's only one value. There is ERPM and the electrical RPM. Then you have to convert to the uh, mechanical RPM uh, by checking the number of poles and magnets. There is an equation that converts ERPM to the RPM. 
So, no, no. But there's nothing you can really tune besides maybe setting the Q factor for those notches, but this is a separate topic. You do not find the frequency over there. It's done automatically with all the major uh, spearwares. Okay, and that kind of ends uh, the stream for today. The next week's stream on the 2020 26th. Uh, let's quickly go over here on the schedule on the PV shopping list. On the 26th will probably happen, no problem. However, on the 27th, I'm going for the one week vacation. That means there will be no live stream on the 3rd of the July. And then we go back to the regular schedule of the publication uh, and after the 10th. However, there is a slight chance that on the 26th, there might be slam changes. But as for today, we are doing the next live stream in the next week. Might change, but I will give you the information uh, just before that. Thank you very much for watching. Until the next one. Bye-bye.